I can't hear you. <laughs> you can't hear me. Can you hear me Hold now? On a sec. Oh, whoops. Hold on. That's probably why. <laughs> hey, there we go. How What's up, Coach? I'm, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's a good weather. It's Friday. Not that Friday means anything different. Yeah. <laughs> Friday does mean something for me because it's my uh, my day yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, what do you look forward to on your day off? Um, <laughs> just being a little bit more relaxed. Um, one thing that I like a lot is um, having dinner either, you know, with my wife and, and our kid or uh, tonight we might go out. Um, her mom's visiting, staying with us. Uh, and then my parents live nearby. So we're maybe going to go out to dinner. So we'll see. So that's something just like, you know, when I was growing up, we'd always, my parents were very strict on like, you know, we sit down and we eat dinner all together. And obviously as you know, you get older and I have practice and my sister is doing something else. Oh. My brother's doing something else. Like it gets, you do it less. Um, but whenever I get a chance to like, you know, sit down and, and have a meal, it's always, uh, it's always nice. Yeah. I feel like I don't like that might, that might go away with like people not working nine to fives anymore. Yeah. So yeah. That- that dinner table might be fractured a little bit, but I think it's so strong that it still has it. Even if it's like on holidays. Yeah. Um, that's good. Um, and so, and what, what was the best moment of your week so far? Best moment of my week. Oof. Um, all right. So uh, just today, actually, I had to go into Boston this morning um, to, uh, let my, me know. Sorry, you should have told me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's where I live. <laughs> well, it was the first time we were taking Isla in, um, so I knew it was going to be a little bit of a disaster, which it was, but it was it was good. Oh. Um, but we went. Um, I had I had something I had to do. Um, well, me and my wife. Um, so uh, we went. Uh, Sky's mom came with us. Um, we uh, yeah, we went. We you know, did, did what we had to do, uh, on our way out, you know, we grabbed a, we grabbed a bite. We were maybe going to go to the aquarium. Um, but we decided, um, not to, it was, um, but we did go outside. Um, and there's that tank where they have the seals, um, outside of the aquarium. And we just, um, stood there for a minute, um, and held Isla and, you know, she was watching the, the seals, like, you know, swim past and like her eyes are kind of following them a little bit. And yep. it's, I don't know. It's like, I thought that it would be more about like the big moments, like first word, first step, obviously that stuff hasn't happened, but like, uh-huh. even like the little moments um, yeah. where she's just like noticing <laughs> things. So like, she's noticing when you're smiling at her and she smiles back or like noticing the seals, like actually swimming and like kind of following them with their eyes. Like they're very special moments. Um, So that, that was a lot of fun for me holding her and watching, watching her face as the seals are swimming around. Um, So I feel like Fridays are the days where more, more of those moments are not happen, but are more noticeable. Mm -hmm. For me, at least because it's easier to be a little bit more relaxed when I don't have to, 
I know I have to, you know, be somewhere in the afternoon, which, you know, obviously, um, on some other, yeah, weeks, the best, the best moment might be at a training session. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it, it depends, it depends on the week, I guess. What was your best moment this week? Um, I don't know. I didn't know you're going to throw that back at me. You must um, know if you ask me that question, of course, I'm going to ask normally, you. I normally just keep asking because <laughs> what was the first question? Oh, what do you look forward to? Okay. Um, and you didn't, you didn't throw that one back. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let me keep, let me keep going. <laughs> um, man, I enjoy a lot of the moments in my week, but I mean, today's today. I'm, I'm doing CrossFit now, but it's basically just working out. But today's workout was good. So that, it was, it was a good moment. But, um, I guess I, it comes to, what comes to mind is the, like the one, the session on Monday was really fun. Uh-huh. Was like, it was, it was out of like, wait, that was the rain, right? The rainy one. Yeah. So yeah. I, I try to make those like significantly more, um, un, uh, unstructured. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anytime that there's rain, it actually helps build the moments that they'll remember. And like in a tough game, you'd be like, yo, we were training in the rain and we were laughing and we were, um, and we just played a lot. Um, obviously there was conditions in the game or limitations in the game, but, um, but yeah, it was a fun moment. It was yeah. a fun moment. So I, yeah. I think that, that's actually, if I was going to pick a training moment from this week, it might've been when the boys, uh, asked me to hang out for a couple minutes at the end of the training session to film them, uh, you know, juggling in the rain. Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was and, raining hard. Yeah, man. yeah, I know, and uh, and they and they were you know hanging out and and juggling and you know, they, uh, of course the video took me like a couple minutes to get because they kept messing up. So, um, also, but, you know, they were like one more, one more, one more, and then uh, they had they did like you know five or six, um, and they weren't like really really good, um, and they were kind of the ball like went far away, and they were kind of I could tell they were kind of gonna like pack it up. Um, and I was like, one more, one more. And then they were like, you know, super excited. They ran and got the ball, went back in and that was the best one. So I'm glad I, you know, sometimes, <laughs> you, it. you know, sometimes takes that little extra push, um, to, to the, which, which, which I guess that takes me to the worst moment, which is, um, my car soaked with pennies that I have to watch <laughs> the next, the next day on my rest day. My, I hate doing laundry period. I try to like I'll pay somebody to do it for me if I can, um, and then on top of that I got it. But anyways, anyway, what are anyways. we talking about today? <laughs> today we are talking about a uh, a soccer field that has significance to us. Um, uh, yeah, you know, take it any way you want, um, and you know, tell a story um, or like little little bit of background, and then we'll kind of um, go from there. Um. Yeah. Why go you go? You want me to go first? Okay, I think it's your turn to go first. My turn? I can yeah. go first. All right. Um, hold on. Any space behind me? I think. Um, <laughs> I didn't give my location. So today, we're in New Hampshire again today. Um, you're always in New Hampshire. I'm always uh, uh most of the time. Last week I was in Burlington. Uh, look, uh, fields. Oh yes. Um, so it's Stony uh Stony Brook University. Their soccer field. Have you have you been there? It sounds familiar, uh, but I'm not. It's in New York, New York or New Jersey, New York or New Jersey. I don't know either. New York and New Jersey, same thing for me when it comes to fields that I played. (laughs) (laughs) It was still getting on the bus for I don't know four hours. I may have had a 
I may have had a friend who went to school. There, big stadium, actually. actually. Uh-huh. It's a big stadium. It has like a big screen where like you can watch the um the replays. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Uh so the first reason was like well the stadium was pretty cool. So it was the it was the the first time I went there was my freshman year with BU. Um and um I remember because it was it was a game where we were down one zero and I didn't start that game. And then um, they uh, they put me on um, they put me to they they told me to go warm up. And then I was warming up. I was uh, warming up is just stretch out your quad and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you've ever have you ever seen a soccer player warm up? <laughs> um, and then I know I heard my mom's name, and like my parents barely went to my club team games. Like, why would my mom's name be at Stony Brook? And then, um, and then they said this. They said Colombia and the city that I was from. I said, wait, who the hell is saying all these things? Um, and then they said my name, and they said they they were telling my mom. So they were saying my mom's name, telling her to send me back to Colombia, where I came from. And then I was like, whoa, what's wait, going what? on? Yeah. And so like the fans from the other team were saying like um, Liliana. Send uh, send Andres back to Colombia, and so they were like chanting that. How, on the how side. did they? How did they know you or your mom? So, so that, I learned that on the first game against um, St. John's that they'll go on the BU website or whatever call and like read your bio and read the bio. So normally it's like mom, dad, and 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 father and um, sister Where you're or from, maybe to. yeah. Yeah, and where you're from, and so like I always like tell that I'm from Colombia and Cali, Colombia. So then I, I'm just hearing them and like Andres, like Liliana, t- uh, t- send Andres back to Colombia. I was like, what is going? Like I'm not even I'm not even one of like the star players. Yeah. I'm just say near the bench. Um, so immediately like I was like, damn, what's going on? This field is different. Um, and then I got onto the field, and there was like four, no, not four. There was like three different lines. In like so, there was a football field, there was a lacrosse field, and there was soccer field lines, and there was football net, um, goalposts or goal, and then soccer goal. Um, and so I don't know, that made it like it. I didn't know what I was playing. I mean, obviously soccer, but I don't know which line. I don't know which what was too far out. So I already was like, this field sucks. <laughs> like this, this experience sucks. These fans suck. Um, the sport actually sucks, and we're losing. Um, and so that was like the first 45 minute experience in that field. And then was that, um, was that one of your first experiences with like, like real trash talk or that like to me? Yeah. To yeah. me. Yeah. I, I heard it to my goalkeeper cause they were saying his mom's name and they were saying, um, Anna hates you. Um, and, and his behind his goal in our first game, I just had never, like, I was like, Oh, he's a, he's a sophomore junior. They know of him. Like, I'm never going to get it, at least this year. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so so that happened. We're down 1-0. And then in the second half, there was, like, 15 minutes left. Um, and I scored my first collegiate goal nice. to tie the game. And so um, and so the field be- went from being the worst field ever. So I was like, it's the first time I ever scored in college. Um, I t- we tie the game. And then we go to overtime. Um, and then um, Dominic Dom, I think I've mentioned yeah. him. Um 
he scored the winner in uh in overtime. And so I left that field like this is a special field. Like this is one of the best fields that I have ever I will ever play. Um and then um I think it was two years later, I'm back on that field and we're losing again. Um but now I'm playing for UMass Lowell. Um, and so we were down 1-0. And that was still in the back of my head, like that whole experience. Like, not the whole experience, the fact that we were losing and then, and then a, a, goal from, a goal that I scored turned it around. Um, and then, um, and then I, we got a free kick. And so most of our, yeah, most of our start, like the attackers were, it was almost the end of the first half. Most of the attackers were out. And so it was, it was far enough that if they were in, I would have crossed it. But they were not in, so I was like, I'm just going to hit it. Yeah. Um, and then I just went in, I just hit that thing, and it went upper 90, bro. Like, I, I, Actually, it's on, it's on YouTube. I'm, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, I've never scored a goal like that. It was goal of the, it was goal of the year for that season. Oh, um, really? For, yeah, yeah, it was nice. goal of the year. It got voted both of them. You should have seen last, last night, I think it was. We were, doing, uh, we were playing murder ball again, and Landon – scored i was playing keeper landon scored on me shocking and then he got the ball out of the net it took one touch and just blasted it it was one of the cleanest hits like really i've seen seen in a while yeah no like he has goals like he has more goals than luke than uh gustavo yeah i know i just i i just give him a hard time because he does so well to create so many chances and he just um uh, in front of goal yeah (laughs) when he misses he misses badly but yeah, anyway, yeah, anyway yeah. back to you. Anyways, so so we uh, I scored like I scored the goal. I didn't know it was gonna be goal here then, but um, we, to tie one one, and then we end up winning two to one at the end of the game again. Um, and and so it was it was interesting that it was that feeling that um this was that that good feeling from playing with BU went into this one. Um, and then I didn't go back to that field until I was coaching with uh, UMass Lowell. And then there was something about going to that field now that I was like, oh. Like everything's gonna go well. I think it was 30 minutes in, we were down like 4-0. <laughs> and so the fans were there, and then they weren't yelling my name, they don't yell the coaches' names, but um again it went back to like that original feeling of this field sucks, the lines again, these yeah. fans suck, um, this moment sucks. Um and so that's the last time that I went to that field. Um I don't know if I'll go back and I'll have a different experience, but um, but yeah, no, I think I think it it wasn't a so much of only the good moment, but also the bad moments that capture the fullness of of that field. And and as I was thinking about that, I was just thinking like that goal of the year had something to do with the um, that feeling from two years back. But then losing four zero as a coach got me back to the original feeling of when I was being trash talked. Um, so I don't know. The question just became like, how many times as a Thinking about this location actually helped me um, think about how many times do we let a previous experience affect the fullness of the next experience. Um, and so um, I think I think I was able to take that with me when when you give me that question of what is the field. Um, but yeah, that's the one. That's the one that made me feel most alive. Um, good moments, bad moments, but it's it's a special one. Yeah, and uh, I think. Uh, something that's that's interesting to me um, is like the starting out out so negative. Uh, do you think that like with, with such like a, you know, fans, um, you know, being, uh, you know, uh, talking some trash, uh, do you think that um, 
like influenced how good it felt uh, when you scored, when you scored the goal of the season, like all of this stuff. Do you think like that added something to it? Like the, the kind of like the hostile environment? Um, that's a good question. Like, I think would because it, I would, like, yeah, would it have right. been that special? Like, obviously it's the first, it was like the first goal you scored, like, and then like yeah. goal of the season and stuff. Um, do you think the field would mean the same thing to you if it hadn't started off the way it started off and you were on the bench too, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. start with? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. I think that, 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 that moment being more negative, Felt that the good moment was really elevated. Um, I think because I was a freshman and I was so concerned about playing well and doing the little things, and I wasn't necessarily concerned about scoring because that wasn't my role. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't anticipating that. Oh shoot, I scored now I can go talk shit. Um, but had I been a maybe like a junior or or the main guy and they're talking crap, then I probably would have like I might have even said something. Um, yeah. But um, but but at the end of the game, like once I I got and also because we had it, the game didn't end and it wasn't the winning goal. Um, there was also like, yeah. I can't, if I sit on that, then, yeah. you know, it might get this on you. But, it, but the negative feeling did add a little bit to, a little bit of weight to, to the good one. Um, and I think it, I think that momentum took me to the next one and, and it gave yeah. me a, some sort of optimi- optimism or positive perspective when I was in a scenario where I was down again. Um, but that, even that can be dangerous because yeah. maybe you go too cocky and maybe I don't score that free kick um, and maybe we, we do lose. So I don't know. It, it could go either way. But um, it's like surfing. I, I would Not that I surf, but I feel like it would be like surfing, like making sure you you catch the right wave or, or making sure you let the wave do its thing because if if you get too comfortable, then you're going to, you're going to drown or you're going to get, yeah. you're going to drop. Yeah, you might so, be in the, you might be in the same ocean, but you know, different yeah. day, the waves are going to be different, different day, different team, different different circumstances. But yeah, I think like, it's something that I say a lot to players is whenever they're in like a a situation that isn't great. um, All of my good stories of a game start out with things not being so great. Like I don't tell the story about the game I scored, like, you know, a double hat trick in because it's not an interesting story. We won that game like 12 to two or something like it's it's just it it wasn't it's not like a game that lives in my in my kind of memory but like the game that you know i i scored but then we went down to one and then i scored two more goals like that's a game that i tell the story of because it was like that's a game i'll always remember and i'll always remember all the details like the game that maybe i didn't even score in but you know i uh we had to fight really, really hard to get a result like, or, you know, games, we, you, you tell a lot of stories about, I noticed um, games that you, you were losing. Um, And that's because turning a game around, that is one of the, one of the best experiences, right? Uh, There's, there's nothing quite like, uh, you know, being down one or two or three, and, and yeah. making a comeback like Everton the other day, like how oh, meaningful yeah, was, it. how meaningful is that to be, you know, to be down two nil and, and Cause, turn cause that game if, around. Cause, yeah. Cause what if they were up three zero the whole time and it ended three, two, yeah. same result, whatever. It just yeah, doesn't feel the same. And I think that's why, like, 
when you're in one of those situations, it shouldn't discourage you. It should make you fight harder because yeah. that feeling of turning it around, like um, just imagine how good it's going to feel when, when you do. And you won't do it yeah. every time, but if you, if you don't fight for it, you'll never do it. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. It has to, and I guess it, it's easier said than done, but I think maybe even looking at it, like I imagine City going back to Bernabeu, or City going to when they go to Anfield, there's something about that field, that location, um, that adds something. But um, I don't know. There has to be somewhere like maybe find a way to to tap into a, a psychological location rather than a physical location, um, in order to just know it's, it's the thing you do for a living, is the thing you do because you love it, um, and and that might help you recreate a a, a new moment. Because I'm not gonna say it will help you recreate a good moment. Um, but it'll, it'll recreate a moment that you either were really angry or really happy, but both of them almost puts you outside of time. And, and, and those are the moments you, you'll remember most. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think it's like, you know, obviously just because you had a good game on a, on a field previously, doesn't mean you're going to have another good game, but that, that feeling of a, like comfort sometimes, like I feel sometimes I feel like more at home on a, on a football pitch than anywhere else in the world. Um, and sometimes I feel, you know, not at home at all. Um, and I think, um, you know, I think, I think that's, I think it's okay to, to have fields where you're com- more comfortable on. Um, and, you know, sometimes you go in games and you have to play on a field that you don't like or a field where the, the grass is horrible or the turf is horrible. Like we talked about last week or whatever. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, you just, you kind you kind of have to deal with that. Like that's that difficult situation, uh, at the yeah. start, it's a challenge. Can you deal with it? And other times, you know, you're playing on a field you've played on a hundred times before, um, yeah. and, and you get to enjoy that. And it's a, it's a different experience. Um, yeah. you know, I, I think, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. I feel like, like you can, you have the ability to, to make the best out of, out of the fullness of the experience regardless of, of of the location or even the the factors like like obviously it was horrible on Monday and it was raining and nobody wanted and if we were just doing all these tactical things or if we just decided to do set pieces yeah on, on the day that it was <laughs> and just raining, stand you know? around yeah <laughs> um you know so I think I think we have the the ability to to dictate the fullness of every single experience um but sometimes we see oh shit it's raining oh it's dark oh i could have been thinking in that moment oh i gotta watch the pennies tomorrow which is true and i was gonna hate it but i couldn't let that remove the fullness of, of that given moment um so yeah so i think i think using the locations to to understand what about the moment yeah i think i think is is a good is a good approach as opposed to maybe just picking the location and hoping that that's the location that things happen um, or magic things happen, unless it's Real Madrid yeah. Stadium. And, and yeah, and and you know, like when when special moments, you know, this would be a good good segue into into my story. Um, when special moments happen, whether it's in life, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, I get I'm I'm so lucky. I get to walk outside. I can take you know a hundred steps. Uh, and I'm where I married my wife. So like the, the, the special, special moments 
are sometimes defined by, by where you are when those moments happen. Um, you know, and, uh, and I, I think like, I, I think it can be powerful. Like I talked before about, you know, going out and walking around, around a field, um, you know, and, and how that like, you know, made me feel kind of at home. Um, I, I think moments are powerful and the locations those moments happen in uh, can also be really powerful. Um, so I, I took my, uh, my story a bit, of a, a bit of a different way. Um, so my dad uh, grew up in this tiny town in Greece. Uh, when he was there, was maybe a thousand people, something like that. Um, oh, wow. So very, very small. Um, and it's gotten, you know, a, a lot smaller. Um, when I was a kid, uh, they had a, uh, preschool there or pro- like preschool, kindergarten, maybe like first grade or something. Um, so my, my parents, we were always back and forth from Greece a lot when I was a kid. Um, I, I did like, uh, I think one year we went like for the whole summer and we actually went a little early as well. So we went in like, um, probably like may maybe even april or something so i did a couple months actually at you know greek uh school whatever whatever grade it was like kindergarten or something um and um but now the the school uh they don't have the school anymore they go you know any kids from that town which there aren't very many go to uh you know a, diff- a different town to go to school um uh, because you know there aren't enough kids in that town um but that obviously to my dad, it's a very special place. To me, it's a very special place because I've spent a lot of time there. My grandparents live there. Basically, everyone who lives there knows me. And even if I don't know them very well. Um, and uh, there's this, um, you know, playground, I guess, outside of the, the school. Um, and uh, after the the school wasn't uh, you know, being used anymore. Um, it became a soccer field. Uh, now it's, it's not very big. Um, it's not grass. It's like pavement ish. Uh, and the reason I thought of this, uh, question to ask was because I was uh, over at my parents the other day and I had a soccer ball, like I always do wherever I go. Um, and I was, uh, I was juggling, um, and I ended up making a video, Um, because like, I was like, you know, I was looking at my feet while I was juggling. Um, and my parents had done this like, um, stone little patio. Um, but it's, uh, um, you know, the, the stones are all uneven. Um, and there's, you know, moss kind of, uh, coming up in between them. So it looks really, really cool. Um, and it reminded me of this because there's cracks in the pavement and there's like moss and grass, uh, you know, coming up. We had gotten these, um, these like poles, um, uh, that were like stuck in like a, like a little bit of like cement or something for goalposts on either end. Um, and those, those were on the field. I'm not sure if they're still there, but, um, you know, really, really, uh, you know, run down. Um, but anyway, I used to play there, you know, we would go, uh, whenever I was in Greece, 
Uh, I'd go down uh, in the morning because it gets super hot in Greece. Um, so, you know, eight or nine in the morning, uh, play for a couple hours, uh, go home, eat lunch, uh, like sleep or like just sit inside, you know, play video games, whatever, because it like from 11 to like three or four, you can't be outside there too in the summer, too hot. Um, and then, you know, four, five, six o'clock, um, you know, people start, you know, going out again uh, and we play again. So those were like basically my days would be go down in the morning, play, go, go up to the house, um, wait until I could go down and play again. I remember this one time um, I woke up early. I went down uh, to play and um, I, uh, I scored an own goal <laughs> and um, I was, you know, it, it's like obviously you know, no one cared, but we would, we would actually be pretty serious. We would take it pretty serious. We would keep score and everything and, you know, make fun of the people who lost. Um, so I scored no goal. And then like a couple minutes or so later, I, um, I destroyed my knee. I, I, I like scraped it blood, like everywhere. Um, it, it was like really, really, that's um and you know like look at it's like you know uh wasn't very clean ground either so you know it was like all messed up so i um i ran up to my to my uh my parents house um because i wanted to come back because i, I didn't want to score an own goal and then and then you know script my knee up and they just leave so i i went up my mom was like, you know, freaking out. Um, I like, you know, tried to like clean it up as, as much as I can put like 50 band-aids on it, race back down to, uh, to play again. And I don't know, I don't remember really past that. Um, what, what else happened that day? Uh, I'm sure I got there and, and got to play for a little bit more. Um, I don't know if we won, if we lost, whatever. Um, but it was just like, it's funny because it was such a horrible field. Um, and, and, you know, and, and I had been like, like I, I played so badly that day and I, uh, and I scraped my knee and I could have just like gone home and been like, Oh, I'm done. Um, but I had to, I had to get back down there. Um, because I, it's one of the fields. Um, I'd be lying if I said there was one field where I fell in love with the game, um, playing on. Um, but it was one of them. Um, and to this day, probably the worst field I've ever played on in my life. Um, but, uh, something, something, something special, um, you know, about that many straight knees, uh, many losses, many wins, many goals. Um, but yeah, something special. So what, what do you think are the the ingredients to it because um, I don't think that the ingredients were so much the definitely wasn't the own goal um, it wasn't losing um, it wasn't getting I mean it, but what about that what are the things that make that feel so special um, because I feel like you probably have gotten hurt in other fields you probably have yeah. lost in other fields um, what are, what are little things in particular? Because I think if we can figure those things out, we can be more aware of all these other spaces that we go in yeah. and know that we can find those things. Yeah, so um, I actually didn't play uh, on official teams 
probably until I was either 11 or 12 years old. I played pickup and that was it. Um, and um, I, I did some other sports as well and stuff, but I, I didn't really play until I was, um, uh, I played in Greece. I played a lot. Whenever we in Greece, I played a ton. Uh, and a couple years, uh, it was probably actually at, at about that point or maybe even sooner um, when I was in fifth grade, you're like 10 in fifth grade, something like that. Um, my family spent six months in Greece. Uh, and that's when I really, uh, that's when I first kind of played for an official team. Um, and I think playing only pickup is, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting kind of experience. And I think that maybe, because this was, this was probably actually after I had started playing for some official teams for a little bit. Um, and I think that there's something so what, a, yeah. what does pickup have that the other environments don't or the other way around yeah i think i like in a word probably freedom um i think like that that's something and that's something i've struggled with a lot obviously you know we've talked about that um you know later on in my career like dealing with with coaches and with um all this other stuff i think Sometimes, like I, I recommend players play in a, an uns totally unstructured environment, like fairly regularly, um, because I think it's just so beneficial. Um, I think that taking away a coach, taking away, um, you know, whatever, like training, training kit, um, you know, uh, taking Church away being, yeah, taking away being on an official team. Um, I think that, I think that can help sometimes, um, just, you know, why? Yeah. well, I think we talk a lot about like asking players if they, if they really love the game. Right. Um, and I think a lot of players either don't really love it or lose or kind of like forget why I think sometimes you have to take it all away and play on a crappy field with, you know, just some random kids who happen to be in the same area as you. Cause that's what they were like, you know, obviously they were my friends. Um, but you know, we were playing together because they lived in that town and I was there. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, I think that's where you kind of figure out, um, is it, is it really the game that, that you're, that you love is that is that what you uh what you want to do um and for me obviously you know the answer was <laughs> well however many scraped knees i get i'm gonna be i'm gonna be playing on that field so should we should we find a way to create a space of pickup like why isn't that why isn't that our jobs if that's what we enjoy more, why do we actually go counter counter that and go into coaching, comp competing, and all that? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think there's a balance, you know, because uh, I think a lot of my a lot of my sessions end up being, at least for periods, um, end up being, you know, pick up. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think I think obviously, you know, we work for a club that is a, a little bit, um, you know, all the coaches kind of have the same, not the same ideas on everything, but um, similar kind of philosophies. And I think that's good. You know, obviously, like if if and, and we trust each other, right, you know, um, whatever we're doing, even if, uh, you know, uh, one coach thinks that things are like, you look at my session, you're like, what the heck is Christo doing with those kids? Um, but you know, we, we trust each other to, uh, you know, that, that we know what we're doing. And I think, um, I think a lot of coaches do try to structure things too much. Um, when, you know, we've talked about this a lot, but I think what the players really need is an environment where they can play, um, and, you know, feel free. Um, and hopefully, you know, we, we create that for them. I think that if a player doesn't go and play on them by themselves though, um, they probably won't be as good as they could be. Um, you know, and I, I think play like, you know, we talked about like the challenges you faced of like the, the trash talk. I think play, I, I honestly think that spending a lot of time playing on a horrible field made me such a better player. Um, like having to, you know, I, I have a field out in front of my house now, which is like the, the grass is really nice, but there's like, it's how big problem. is it? We should do pick up. We should do pick up there. Honestly, we should. I have three nets now. Um, What's the what's the most we can do? Four before? Easy, yeah. yeah we can and do a little four before. We should we should do the end of uh, end of year coaches thing at my house. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's better than tavern. <laughs> um, Wait, don't, we got to We got to No, but I think uh, I. I like, you know, it has like weird baubles and stuff that I have to deal with when I'm playing out there. Um, and I think that's, I think it helps, honestly. Um, I yeah. think, I think players are a little bit spoiled today with, with sometimes with the fields they play on. Um, yeah. And I think, um, and, and that goes back to like, you know, do you, do you love playing soccer or do you only love it when the field's perfect, you know, your coach is saying, you know, great things to you. All your teammates love you, um, you know, because if, if that's the case, you don't really love it. Yeah. I think you, you hit on like the most, on the most important ingredient, which is freedom. Um, and anytime that there's an environment that sucks that out of it, then soccer becomes less enjoyable. Um, I think, I want to say for me, there, there's a there's a layer even below or beyond whatever you want to say. Um, there's another layer um, that can that can unlock that freedom. The way what works for me is I like people more than I like soccer, and so I think that I can I can inject the environment with freedom if I create um, a good relationship with all my players. Um, and that's tough because there's some players that will only see you as a coach and like, oh, you don't play me, you play me, all this stuff. But I try my very best to to be to. I don't know if friend is a, is the right word, but I but for them to feel loved, 
Um, and I think that activates a level of, I don't care if I mess up because even if he says something to me, he loves me or he cares for me. Um, and so I think that is, is the one practical thing that has helped me recreate a space of freedom that I, I notice in pickup and I can bring it into a structure. Um, because I don't think that there will be, um, careers for pickup soccer, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, which is fine, you know, um, but it also like the players that feel more, most comfortable with their coaches exceed um, or excel at the highest of levels. Um, so like you have De Bruyne or you have um, Sala, um, who I, I honestly thought he was a horrible player at Roma. And then he went to Liverpool. He's one of the best players. I've seen the same thing with Mane. Uh, Van Dijk was already good, but they go to a whole other level. And, and I think that environment is very structured, but there has to be something that club and the entire staff is able to inject in them that allows them to have freedom. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think loving, loving people more than loving sports or loving the sport might be, might be uh, an ingredient to, to unlocking that freedom. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's always, it's always funny to me when like people, and I see it quite a bit, people get mad at like professional athletes when they're, um, was it um roy Keane was like uh i hate i hate when i see footballers smiling you shouldn't be smiling out there and i was like you know i love i love a lot of the stuff that he says um and i love his like his energy is awesome but um i just like i completely disagree like i played i played the absolute best of my life when i was happy um you know and uh and it's like you you got to create that environment that like it's also okay to be angry and more of the competitive. Yeah. Competitive. Like Luke is one of the most competitive players that I have in in my teams. Um, and he'll get angry and he'll be upset when people don't take it serious. Um, but I know that he feels free when we're at training. I know that um, he's in he's enjoying himself at some moments of the game. I don't know if enjoying. I think he feels free. Um. Yeah. And I, I feel the same way the other way around. So, like, there's specific players on my teams that when they miss practice, I don't enjoy it as much. Um, and, and, and it's almost like I have to realign. I was like, shoot, I'm here for the whole team. And, like, there's these specific players that I've intentionally put in my, in my teams. I mean, they're good enough to play there, but they actually um, make me look forward to practice even more. Um, you know, that's probably why I enjoy most of these teams because – this is the first time where, like, all three teams, I think 80% to more of the players are those type of players. Before, I would have to have only one here yeah. and one there. Um, but, yeah, but, like, when, when one of them is mi- missing, it's almost like, ah, like, it's not, as, it's not as free. It's not as enjoyable for me. So, I can't imagine for them at the same time yeah. um, if, like, your team shows up and Coach Crystal's not there and they enjoy having a session with you and it's like having a substitute teacher. Or, like, yeah. really, uh, I'm not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, um, yeah, I, I definitely, I, I think, you know, I think there's a, there's a balance you have to, you have to strike, um, kind of, and like, like, obviously like I, I coach teams, like I structure training sessions and stuff, but like within that, um, you know, you can, you can give players a lot of freedom. I literally, I, the other day, um, 
or last weekend, I had a player who I've been struggling to with positioning. Um, and, uh, they, um, they, they can't play a position, but I I've tried every, like every position, they have no idea what's going on. Uh, they just run around the field. So the other day I was like, all right, I'm not giving you a position. Just go play. Just go play. Um, and, uh, we lost the game, but twice in the game, um, and she played, she played the whole game really, really well. Um, and then two times she got the ball, dribbled the whole team and scored. Oh, wow. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what, um, what was going on. I was like standing there in shock. I was like, whew. um, but, uh, and she played really, really well. Um, uh, and you know, I, I, I haven't completely figured out how we'll deal with positioning because like, obviously eventually it's something that we'll have to yeah. have to figure out. But I realized that I was kind of in my head. I was like, every single player on the field needs to have a position. It's like, I, I thought about it. And I'm like, why do they oh. really need to? And like, obviously I'm probably not going to do this at U16 or something. Um, but I had coaches who did like positioning drills with me when I was like 11 or 12. And that's what this player is. And she doesn't need a position to, to go play and do really well. And, you know, if that means the other players have to work a little bit harder uh, positionally to, to support that player, I, I'm okay with that for now. Uh, and we'll yeah, figure yeah. it out as we go. Oh, that's interesting. And in the same way, like being out of position, she's probably helping some other player more than they yeah. would be I mean, basically she just chases the ball around and, uh, but she works really hard um, and she gets the ball a lot, which is what she likes. Um, and she, she dribbles a lot, which is what she's good at. So yeah. uh, for now, for now, I'm happy with it. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how things go, but uh, it was, it was, it, it was an interesting, uh, I had been, I'd been thinking about it and I was like, all right, I'll, okay, let's, let's try, let's see what happens. Yeah, I think I think we've we moved too deep into coaching positions as opposed to coaching the sport. Like if you just if you if you just coach um, the rules of the game and space um, and movements, anybody can play anywhere because every position is dictated by open space, close space, Total boundaries, football. where the goal is. You know, um, the rules outside. So like the positions actually are an extra hurdle that we give them, Yeah, you know? Um, so, so I guess it, it's, it's down to, was it Einstein? That's might've been Einstein. That like, if, if you can't explain it simply as simple as possible, then you don't understand it. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe sometimes we, we don't fully understand our, our role as a coach. You know? yeah. All right. Um, I think it was, uh, Oh, actually we'll do, we'll do three key takeaways first. Um, and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give us the, the topic for next week, um, which you actually kind of touched on a little bit, um, already. So should be a good one. Um, three key takeaways. Uh, 
Let's go. <laughs> you want me to go first? Uh, three key takeaways. Uh, well, I'll go one. Uh, the first one, I think it's important that your previous experience doesn't limit the fullness of your next experience. All right. Um, I think that uh, uh, you should, you know, experiment with kind of like taking away um, different things that make the game enjoyable to you, like playing with your team, playing on your field, playing, you know, um, when you want or, you know, whatever, um, and seeing if you, if you still love the game. So go play on a crappy field, go play with, you know, a bunch of, uh, strangers that you don't know too well. Um, and see, uh, cause sure. sometimes those can be like the, the best experiences of your life. And, uh, well, we, we picked one location today, um, or one field, but I, I think, um, the last takeaway would be, Every single every single place has has the potential to to be a special place um, in your career. So it's up to you to how you approach it. Definitely. All right. Um, yeah. Next week's topic is going to be uh, a team we played on that was really really special. Um, so you know you were talking about uh, how oh. you you know, you can love people more than you love the sport. And a lot of the time our love for the sport is from, comes from people, right? Um, if you hate all your teammates, you're probably not loving the sport right now. Have you Um, heard of, have you heard of the guy who wrote, I think it's the power of, no, start with why. uh, I I haven't heard of it. I'll I'll check it out. I, I, no, well, don't. Oh, because <laughs> I, I because I agree more that uh, with the with the power of who or start with who. Um, like the the who changes everything. Like if you go to a class that you hate, but you go with your best friends, it changes everything. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, YouTube, Amazon Podcasts. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for thanks for listening. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace.